fuck going on? Ayy, new day, same shit. When I'm down to a zip, and my money don't flip, I'm hot. Ayy, but I tell you what, I'm not. I ain't no quitter, motherfucker, laugh now But I want you to remember, motherfucker yeah. I had a lot of diamonds dropped in that motherfucker Two Yo What's up, welcome back, it's your motherfucking boy Here with another episode, episode two Uno, dos <laughs> Thanks for tuning in Shout out to everybody who listened to the first episode, the intro um, I appreciate you and all your feedback, you know, things you let me know I could work on or some of the shit you got questions about and even some answers, some of the questions I had on the first episode and just for tuning in and taking time to listen to the shit. I appreciate that. That is dope. And I'm not just saying that. I'm, I truly, seriously appreciate you. But episode two, man, a lot has happened. <laughs> As you probably don't follow me on uh, Instagram as you should, uh, follow my brand page. It's Vibes Brand and Co. V Y B E Z underscore Brand and Co. If you do, you see your boy just got back from Des Moines, Iowa. And there's probably going to be someone who's listening to this and they're going to say, Oh, what the fuck were you doing down there? Or they're going to say, what the fuck is Des Moines, Iowa? And two years ago, I said the same fucking thing. <laughs> but it's it was a dope trip, man. It was actually a pretty dope trip. And that's pretty much what this episode is going to be about. And it's, it's been the, the people I, I met down there and the culture of Iowa and my cousins and seeing my family was actually... A really dope experience, man. Like it is in itself. Like I, I have to travel more often, but <laughs> I was actually really, really surprised at how how much fun I actually had down there. <clears throat> um, first and foremost, though, before that, I want to shout out Anchor, yo. Uh, they had this podcast game on lock, like for real. And they're not even, this isn't a paid sponsorship. They aren't sponsoring me, but, but seriously, this fucking platform is so fucking easy to use and it's crazy. Uh, I'm already on five different platforms. Like they've, it, if you want to, if you want to start a podcast, seriously, do hop on Anchor, get this shit done. They, they upload you on five pod, platforms in three days. It's, it's bunkers. They they ain't playing with this podcast shit. That is actually really really cool. They're really really dope. They got the shit on lock. So yeah, uh, your boy just got back from visiting the Moines, Iowa, over the weekend. I was with family. Uh, flight there was cool. Hey, I got stopped by TSA. That was crazy. That was that was some crazy shit. I've never been. St- they stopped me because I forgot to take my belt off. Stupid me, like. It was weird, like, cause I've never been stopped by TSA. And when he stopped me, I was like, what the fuck? My belt beeped. So he asked me, hey, are you, do you want to, st- do you want to dress here? Do you want to 
go to the back. I'm like, fuck that. I've seen movies. I'm ignorant. Dude, I don't want to go back there. Do this shit right here. I don't got time for that shit. <laughs> but I brought that up to ask, like, what the fuck is that shit that they, they wipe your hands with after they get done checking you? What is that about? Like, I was thinking, okay, maybe he's checking for, like, gunpowder or I don't blood or whatever the case may be. But what is that shit they wipe your hands off? If you know, please let me know. Because I want to, that was creepy. I, I literally thought about the whole flight. Like, what the fuck is that, man? Like, what is that? Did they put something on me? Like, I don't know if they wiped it. I was like, my fucking mind. I'm fucking paranoid. I'm like, dude, they just wipe a tracker on my fucking... <laughs> a liquid tracker in my fucking hand? Or what the fuck, the fuck is that? You And you're probably laughing. You probably think I'm laughing, but I'm dead serious. Like, I don't... I don't fucking trust that shit. TSA, like, no. I don't trust their ass. Anyway, the flight there was pretty cool. Shout out American Airlines. They... They're pretty dope. Flight attendants was fucking awesome. Uh, but I brought that. I brought the flight up just to say, dude, the dude next to me had his feet fucking out with his shoes off. I was highly offended because he, I, I don't even know. I was offended because how comfortable he was with his feet out and bare next to me. Like you didn't even ask me, hey, are you okay if I take my shoes off? Like, bro, come on, man. Yo, like, respect me, man. Don't. Because what if that shit touch me? What if you fall asleep and that shit come over here and touch me, man? Wait. I might be a felon and not be able to ride the fucking. I don't know, man. I just don't want to get caught up. That feet touch me. It's going some sh... I'm letting everybody know you, your feet touch me. Everybody on the flight going to know. <laughs> man, that shit was gross. Don't. If you're sitting next to somebody on a plane, if you have passengers next to you, keep your fucking shoes on. Out of respect, please excuse my language. Can you please? Okay. Can you? Hey, can you please keep your shoes on out of respect for the people sitting next to you? Thank you. All right. Now that I got that out, seriously, that shit was gross. It bothered me. See how emotional I'm emotional right now about that. I'm sorry. I don't like feet. Anyway. So I get to Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, I was expecting it to be cold as shit. It wasn't cold as shit. I, I checked the weather for like three weeks. I've seen 30s. I've seen 20s. I was prepared as fuck. Long johns. Thermals. I was ready. Get there. It's 54 degrees. I'm like, what the fuck? This shit is beautiful. I'm sweating. I got coat, uh, fucking fox fur inside of it. I'm fucking ready. No, didn't need none of that shit. So, but what I want to say is, you could just tell when I when I get to the, when I get to when I get to the airport, you can already tell that you're in another city, just because the city it's uh, the airport itself is so small. It's Probably the size of a uh, portion of a college, a university hall, if that. Probably like two high school gymnasiums, three, two and a half, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just 
didn't look, but it was a very fucking small airport. You could just tell you're in a different city just because the advertisements on the wall are so different. Like when you come to Vegas, you know, you're used to seeing shows, what to eat, what's new, where to go, what to do. There, you know, used to seeing entertainment out there. It was just industrial. You can tell it was an industrial city. I already knew it was a different feel. As soon as I landed and got in the airport, they were, they were advertising colleges and universities. I'm like, yeah, this is different. This is definitely not. This is definitely not what I'm used to. But we'll make the best of it. <laughs> Seriously. Um. But yeah, the, when I first got there, the weather was dope. Cousins picks me up from the airport. We're catching up. It's really fucking cool. I'm, you know, I'm looking out the window, checking the city out. You know, I see lakes, uh, rusted cars. It's, it's just a different fucking, so many trucks. Like everybody down there has a truck. And I'm just like, yeah, this shit is different, man. This is, this is a lot. This is a way, way different than what I'm used to. Um, I haven't seen my cousin in eight years. So again, we're catching up. She has a she has a daughter. I'm, you know, talking to her daughter, trying to fill her daughter out. Like, hey, how you been? You remember me? I know you don't remember me because I've never seen you. And it's just really fucking cool. Like, I I, was, I just love visiting family. So, but that was the original thing, just to go down there and visit family, see them, check them out, see how they're doing. And. I, I actually really enjoyed myself. Besides the, I mean, it wasn't the best city to look at. I mean, this, the fucking buildings are outdated. They ran down. Like, it was like a whole, it was one block was probably, the whole block was dilapidated. <laughs> the All the fucking houses were dilapidated. And it wasn't like, oh, okay, you know, here and there, every house maybe had, you know, broken window or just wasn't up up camped no it was like the whole one of the whole blocks were just completely dilapidated yeah this shit is this shit is different but other than that get to my cousin's house we chilling you know I walk in and there's a basement and I don't know if you know know me or anything. I've probably never told anybody this, but basements creep me the fuck out. And every house in Iowa has a fucking basement, pretty much. And for some reason, I just don't like basements. I'm not. It's it's just I would rather not be in one. That's just something I prefer. Maybe because I'm ignorant. Maybe because it's just every movie I've ever seen or every story that's ever involved a basement just didn't have a, a happy ending. It wasn't a love story. It was just basements. Basements creep me out, man. Like, I don't know what it is. It's something about basements that even the word base meant the basement. No, I'm cool off that. You can hide that shit. I'm just not used to that shit. Maybe I haven't seen too much motherfucking ID channel or something like that, but I'm I'm cool off that, for real. But yeah, other than that, I meet up with my 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 older cousin. 
and very hospitable. I'm staying at his house. Fucking kids are, my little cousins are so beautiful. I haven't seen them in years. You know, it's so dope just to see him, catch up, talk to him, ask him, hey, you remember me? You know, it's all just a little bit, you know, shit like that. That was actually really, really dope. Just to check that out. And he showed me around the city. And it was, it was, it was actually, it, it, he was the right person to show me around the city too. Cause, cause it's crazy. Cause he's from LA and the whole story behind that. If I could just, I'm just going to give you like a five minute. So just to talk a little bit about my, my cousin, give you a, a little story of his life. Dope fucking story. You know, like. I feel like a lot of people in my life or a lot of family, not just people, but a lot of my family have stories that you can actually write a book and definitely is uh, his is one of such. Um, just to give you a backstory about him, my cousin. Six kids, he has three boys, uh, two of which are twins. He has three girls. One is which is uh, thirty, and he has two, two younger ones. Um, the older, older kids are the ones I grew up with, and the ones I first met down when not back when I was um, younger. Um, we he, they really actually didn't come into my life until about fourteen. No, not that late. Uh, more about uh, more more around like eleven. 12 years old is when they came around in my life, I'm thinking. And I met them when they were in um, San Bernardino. But just to give you a story of my bigger cousin, he, you know, he's OG gangster from fucking Grape Street, Baby Low Crips, 50 some years old. You know what I mean? And and he's not affiliated with any of that shit anymore. You know what I mean? But it's like coming out from Watts, you know, bad surroundings, just easy to get into, bad shit, born in the 60s, you know, raised in the 80s and, you know, in the, in the early 90s in, in L.A. and deep in the heart of the motherfucking hood. Where wasn't nothing, wasn't nothing good going on in the motherfucking hood in the early nineties and the ladies eighties and in and late eighties. If you know anything about that history, if and if you don't, I'm sorry, but you should research that shit. It back when the crack was heavy, you know, niggas was out running the streets trying to make a, make a name for themselves. You know, this is back when you know, you know, L.A. riot shit was just fucking really going down late 80s again early 90s in LA and, and the street life was just crazy and the gangs were just being um, just really coming to fucking light and the, the violence that was down there and, you know in the, the youth it's just not having a fucking way and the streets was pretty much all they fucking knew and straight up straight all, all he fucking knew you know OG gangster motherfucking notorious you can say his name down there you feel me? And and motherfuckers know and they put respect on his name and you know. Um coming from that to eventually moving down to the 
you know, Bernie San Bernardino and still still the life was still trying to, you know, follow him and, and like that and getting actually I'm missing the portion of it, you know, getting locked up. You know, I'm not going to talk about the charges, but getting locked on some charges and getting put away for 20 some years, 20 something years you got put away. And my cousins, you know, growing up for a minute, you know, without a pop, you know, and that shit was crazy just to see that. You feel me? Actually, I take that back. I think I exaggerated. He's been in and through the in the system for more than twenty years, but it was in and out of the system for in and out, uh, not a whole stint, but in and out of the system for actually twenty plus years. So you know, being my cousins growing up, mostly without a father or a father figure, you know, so that can, you can only imagine my my older cousins some of the shit that they had to go through. And, being raised up in San Bernardino. And again, if you don't know anything about the city down there, like that, they got some notorious OGs down there as well, for real. So having to defend for themselves and, you know, getting caught up in a life and uh, getting involved in gang life and shit like that wasn't, it wasn't, and and it's still affecting him to this day, you know, having to having to change and and trying to find a better life and change the mentality. It's not easy, but definitely proud of my motherfucking older cousin because he, he he did that shit, but it wasn't nothing for it in him. You know what I mean? He understand that, and he understood it. You know, eventually coming out here to Vegas and trying to do better with the kids and having some younger kids and. Eventually, just not seeing the light, and, and that and that shit is, is no, not finding an end to that gang shit. The fact that just the fact that he's still alive is a story in this motherfucking self. When I when I say OG notorious about that motherfucking life street running, you know I've heard so many stories about it, not just from him, but just people I don't, even, you know, not even affiliated with the family and. You know, they find out that's my my cousin, and they, you know, it's crazy. It's just crazy shit, you know. So a lot of respect from my big cousin for taking and moving his family out there to the Moines and hustling and bustling. Again, it's just respect because I know, you know, growing up and having to having to live like that, you know, you did, he, grimy motherfucking shit. I'm pretty sure he did some grimy motherfucking shit but trying to come back for the kids and what he's doing down there to kind of reconcile what he did growing up I can see that and I respect that because a lot of motherfuckers just never lead a life and I see that as well that shit is just what the hell in the fuck but I'll talk about that later on in another podcast it'll be brought up it'll be brought up I'm sure of it but going down there to Des Moines and he's showing me around the city and showing me some of the places where he first got out there. When he first got out there, he he was living in a homeless shelter, three kids, still sticking and grinding, trying to get his bachelor's degree, you know, and uh, 
working as a bus driver for the kids, still getting involved in the YMCA. He took me down to the YMCA and showed me, you know, some of the programs that he actually was in for the kids. And it still is, but, you know, just doing so much more and, and graduating from that, he's, he, he's doing, he still has his foot in that, but at the same time, he's trying to, he figures what he's trying to do right now is build for the, the community as built for the adults. And I can see it as well. So cause you, what he's doing now, you show me the center where the adults, it's basically like a career placement, but on a different level where they pay for your school, they pay for you to learn. Uh, they pay for your books. They pay for everything just to get you out there and for to create a balance in a, comp- a competitive industry in Des Moines, Iowa, for the par- the poor neighborhoods, you know, because I feel like the the shelters, the food stamps, the welfare it's it's a crutch, but this program <clears throat> right here is actually really fucking dope. Where um, if I can rem- if I can remember right, and someone's probably gonna listen to this from. Like no, it's not fucking. That's not right. I think it was, it was the the Gamma program, um, Gamda, uh, Greater Area uh, Des Moines or something, where they take you as a displaced worker, someone who's just never really found good luck and finding a job, keeping a home, shit like that, just because you just never had a way. And now they created something where they pay for you to learn. And he showed me the program that he went through to get his trucker license. They pay for him to go to school, uh, pay for him to get his license. The classes eventually end up getting his class A license and driving trucks. And that's actually what he does now. And he, he still has his foot in the door for that. And he goes back and he, you know, took me down to the building and. Everybody in the building knew him. <clears throat> that was pretty dope. Small city, but at the same time, just the fact that everybody in there acknowledges you and shows you respect. That's the that's some that was just some dope shit just to be a part of in itself. And I wish I I, I was just like, well, this is documentary approved approved and I didn't have anything to actually record it. But if I had a shit, if I had a crew and a camera and some more time that definitely would have been a documentary just telling you taking me down there and and you show me where the alley where the people come out and they actually they come out and they they from shooting the drugs and they leave the needles on the ground and somebody was out there raping up the ground raking up the ground to get the needles and you know it's like man this is so crazy so this this building right outside is you got drug users and but at the same time, it's it's not on the property. It's off to the side because people respect what they're doing. And people don't, you know, the, the drug users and abusers for, for, I guess you want to say, they respect that building. And that was, that was actually pretty cool as well. Um so again, shout out Des Moines, Iowa for that. I don't I don't know if it's correct. I don't correct me if I'm wrong, please. The Gamda program. I think that was really cool to go down there and what you guys are doing down there. And I think I think that's pretty dope.
just to create a balance and make the playing field even for the urban and the lower income people in the community is something that I wish that Vegas would do besides, you know, I know we have something out here called Job Connect, but not on a level where they pay for you to go to school and and they buy your books and they give you a career rather than somewhere where you're going to hop around and you're not going to be able to afford to do what you really need to do and feed your kids. So you're going to probably need two of those. You're going to miss eventually be uh, late to one because you can't afford a car. They're not they don't pay enough. You know, and they are, they give you food stamps, they give you that, and it just, it's a crutch. But this is definitely fucking like showing somebody how to fish. Like, I really feel like that, that whole analogy of showing somebody how to fish rather than fishing for them and, and they, you know, they'll be able to eat for, for a lifetime is definitely what they're doing down there to, to the fullest. Uh, my cousin again really respects you doing down there, man, and, and keep doing what the fuck you are doing for the community and the kids. And uh, <clears throat> I forgot to mention too, he actually used to drive the school buses, and all the kids in the neighborhood uh, knew he was seeing the kids grow. Been there for eight years, and they've actually seen him grow and having his hand in the community and. Uh, right now, you know, raising three little kids still coming up. Interesting down there, inspirational. Uh, and then on the other hand, besides my cousin, um, not only that, shout out to Bo James. Man, uh, he introduced me to this guy. Um, named Bo James really interesting dude really interesting dude it is crazy how you ever meet somebody and this is probably just me but excuse me you ever meet someone who you feel like you've met them before maybe in another lifetime or maybe in a dream or whatever the case may be and I don't know weird shit but the, the the energy that they put off is just so cool and, and so 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 infectious and and raw and organic that it's like this shit was supposed to happen. Me meeting you was supposed to happen today, and that was pretty cool. He, my cousin introduced me to this guy again named Bo James. Uh. He eventually, eventually, he only wanted to introduce me to him because he, as someone I knew, uh, he wanted me to get in contact with someone I knew, and I was the connecting dot for that. You know, it was like not so, and I eventually did. I eventually gave him that contact on who you know who could help him better expand what he's working on, but he has a program called Kids Lives Matter. And what it's 
the whole story of the kids' life matters. Actually, if you can give me one second, I can actually get a pen for me one second. Give me a whole bag and shit, which is cool. He gave me a bag, some shirts, like a brochure, what the kids, you know, lives matters about. Okay. Uh, yeah. So hope, opportunity, uh, prosperity, um, edutainment, um, I guess. So it's it's a it's a hip it's a hip hope inc .org. Uh, Their mission is to utilize arts and culture, culture, to promote, advocate, and support hope wherever symptoms of hopelessness hopelessness are prev, uh, prevalent. Um, the vision: uh, a safer and more vibrant community with confident and Competent youth contributing to the success of Iowa's culture. Culture again. Culture. Purpose. Uh, assesses and addresses the symptoms of hopelessness uh, plaguing our youth and hindering them from achieving their success. So, you know what? Uh, again, it is the. I think the looking at it. Yeah, his name is Bo James. So, what what he showed me gave me a C, gave me a T shirt. This shit is dope, man. This shit is dope as shit. Yeah, kids' lives matter. It's a medium. I can't fit it though. It's whatever. But the whole organization is about uh, he. The way it came about is he's a manager for the guy that does the music. Uh, Watch me whip, watch me nay nay, watch me whip, whip, watch me nay nay, yeah, rock, rock, yeah, that song, the dude that sings that, little kid that sings that, I don't think he's not, he's not a little kid, I think he's like 20 now, but, so the guy that actually came up with that song, he's the manager for that guy, and that kid actually came up with Kids Live Matter, and he's actually the one who's been running the organization, and it's so dope because it was like, wow, how the fuck did I meet you? And basically what the organization is, you know, I read the the mission, the vision, and the purpose. But what I got out of it for myself was, you know, he again, he's just reaching back for the kids and the youth in the community. Um, they get together, they sing, uh, they, they dance, they have events. But what what he said to me, besides all that, give me, he told me that some of the kids actually own their own businesses. That's what really got me like, what the fuck, kids? So he's working with them to guide them for entrepreneurship. And some of them own their own businesses in the program. And not only that, the kids in the program mentor other kids in the program I'm like oh shit that's when I was like oh fuck this is dope I'm interested <laughs> when he said the kids like that's what it's about man like getting the kids to like mentoring themselves like to see that they're dope as shit if you can 
If you can get a kid, I feel like that's when you change someone's life. If you can get them to realize how dope they really are and how much effect they can really have on not just uh, and not people who have nothing to do with them, but the people who look just like them or like man who never knew that the person sitting next to me, same age as me, you know, or person that's younger than me can influence me. You know, in ways that someone older than me couldn't. You know, it's just like that's just fucking bonkers. You know, and 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 guiding the kids to be entrepreneurs and uh, artists and supporting their crafts. And one specifically, he told me was there's this kid that creates gift cards, not not gift cards, but that creates. Um, like birthday cards for other kids, creates birthday cards for other kids, sells the birthday cards to the kids for profit. You know, it's like wow. So you're you're buying give you buying birthday cards, or love cards, or Valentine's Day cards, Christmas cards, holiday cards from kids for kids. That is fucking bonkers, and I really think that's that's. That's goals for real. And I like again, Bo James, man, it was really nice meeting you. Really nice meeting him. That your energy is ecstatic and, and hopefully we can do business in the future and we can make something pop. What you're doing down there in Des Moines is fucking crazy. And I really wish you well. You got your hands in the community and you're making a difference. And not only that, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it on I'm gonna put it on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it was the guy that had the shirt on that said, I support local talent. And when he came and that was two. Let me remind you that that was actually I went to that show at the bar. 45 minutes before I actually had to be on my flight, I was almost late for my flight because I met someone in there, uh, a young um, woman who was an artist and she wanted me to stay for the to watch her perform, but I told her I couldn't because you know I was like my flight. Um, you know, I I was in there for forty five minutes, not forty five minutes before. I don't know if I've already said that, but I, I was like I had two hours before you know my flight left, and um, I really didn't have much time. You know, I was like shit. I don't know how busy the airport is, so I had to leave. But I wish I would have stuck around, but I, I just couldn't stick around for the performance. But it was just the fact that they had. Uh, a, a bar that shows local talents. I was inspired. There was t-shirts all over the bar and I was like, oh shit, this is dope as fuck. Um, my cousin took me here before I left and that was just like dope. That was so cool and a great finish and follow up to the vacation. I think that was the, that was, a that was a great ending to that vacation. You know, not wanting to leave because I wanted to actually see everybody perform, you know. Um, first performance was pretty dope. She blew that out the water to me. I think I was like, well, it was it's crazy. Really talented kids. Kids got on there and performed. Um, then there was this heartfelt. It was a heartfelt performance. Because. Uh, one in Bo James, I say he's a manager. He's really big in the 
the music scene and he's a manager and a, and a mentor to some of these young artists coming up in the game down there in Des Moines, Iowa. And one of the heartfelt performances actually I had to leave while she was performing, but while she was on stage, um, he told me the story behind that she, her stepfather passed away a year ago from from gun violence, uh, trying to break up a fight. And he was actually, in, you know, he actually ended up getting shot and killed. Wasn't even involved in a fight and shot and killed, tore her up because it was the only father she actually knew because her father, her real father was never in her life. And since she was five years old, that's pretty much only, that's the only father figure she knew. And for a year, almost a year and a half, uh, it just took her, it took it under, it took her under and just, she couldn't fucking perform. She couldn't perform. She couldn't sing. She didn't want to do anything. And he said, she called me and I got a call from her mom. And she said, you know what? I think she's back. She wants to, um, she wants to get back in the game and make it happen. And I was like, damn, that's really cool. And for her to get up there and knowing her story, it's just like, oh, wow. Like I said, this was, that was a dope ending to the vacation. Um, and I, I, he didn't tell me her name. I can't remember her name, but if I, if I, if I remember, I would tell you. Um, but the girl, for the girl that actually I met and I couldn't stay around for your performance, I, uh, Dev, Dev, I'm going to actually follow you on Spotify. No, I already followed you on Spotify. Follow you on Instagram. D you know, I'm sorry again. I couldn't stick around your performance. I will link with you later. Um, you know, support you in any way I can. Cause I, you, like again, you were really cool, really humble. Uh, that was it's really dope. You wanted me to stick around. You really wanted me to hear you perform, and and I, I thought that was really cool. But I had to go again. Sorry. But again, I will be reaching back out to you. You know, finding a way how I can support actually get you. Uh, I'm already following you on Spotify, so anything else, any other platforms you have, anything else I can do, any new music you I'll listen to, give you my opinion, shit like that. Really, really, really dope girl. Cool. Cool attitude, and I wish you well. And for the other girls, well, the one I was performing, I, I can't remember your name with the heartfelt story. Good, oh, man, good luck for you, and I wish you well. And Bo James, that was actually pretty cool. And, and, and the fact that I got to meet you and, and you share your story and me, I share my story with, you know, where I come from and everything that I'm creating over here. And, in Vegas and trying to bring culture to the city was actually pretty cool. And the fact that you found light in that, and you can see where I was coming from was, was cool. Um, yeah, so again, really dope trip. Des Moines, Iowa. Two hours. All the way down to the last minute. An experience of his own.
uh, how can I leave out my cousin, man? Hey, big cousin, big cousin D, man. If you ever hear this, man, I I love you, bro. I really do, cousin. But, man, if you listen to this, bro, I want to tell you, and I want you to slow down, man. I really do. I want you to slow down. And for you, you and your son, you and DJ, I really think that if you just slow down, keep your head on straight and, and keep your head down and do what you got to do and just stick to the grind and stop being influenced by all the, the stupid shit. You, you'll be all right. You'll really, you'll be, you'll be straight 100, man. For real. You'll be 100. And again, I love you. Yeah, that was my trip in Des Moines, man. That was, of like, what went down. I, I want to go back when it's not so cold, you know, for I can actually see the, the leaves alive, the greenery side of Des Moines, Iowa. That'd be really, really cool. Yeah, so what I'm gonna do is I'm actually gonna post. If you look up, if you go to my Instagram again, if you don't follow me already on Instagram, follow the brand Vibes Brand and Co. V Y B E Z Brand and Co. Okay, that's again that's V Y B Z underscore Brand and Co. On Instagram, um, you can find my podcast on Spotify. I'm on. I'm on. Fucking Spotify. I'm on YouTube. I post a little bit on Instagram TV. I'm also on uh, on Apple Apple iPod um, iCast. If that's I think that's what it's called. Um, you can find me right now. Again, I don't have a name for the podcast. The No Name Podcast. So you can find it up there as that. Just look for my logo. You'll find it on there. You should be able to see. No one else has a logo like me. That rhymed and not on purpose. Um, I'm also on a couple other platforms. Like I told you, I just can't think of any names right now. Actually, let me see. Yeah. So again, I've been doing like before I go. I know you're probably like, damn, this is long as fuck. This is actually... I just got so much to talk about. The trip was just so cool. And I, and it's so crazy because I didn't expect for this episode to be this long. Because, again, it's my second episode. And I don't know if anybody's really going to tune in and have time to sit down and care enough just yet. But the trip was so dope and, and, and inspirational to me. I just had to I had to tell you guys like all the fuck that, I had, that I'd seen and what was going on there. Everything I'd seen and everything that was going on down there. Uh, again, Vibes Brandico. I got so much shit going on right now, and so many things I'm trying to do, and so many moves I'm trying to make. I know it probably looks like I'm, I'm giving up on a brand, and it doesn't look like he's, he's really doing anything, but I'm actually making some big moves right now. I'm making some big plays, and more of like on the out, outside of the city type plays. Again, actually, that you know, meeting Bo James and, and seeing what he was doing, just like inspirational moves too, not just not just business moves, but like creative, creative moves that that actually helped me uh, help the brand in itself because that's exactly what it's about, just creativity and culture, you know. 
that. So in a, I feel like in a, 2019 is going to be a busy fucking year for me and the brand. I, you know, having a podcast now and having the, doing so many different things and, and collaborations with the brand. And that's mostly what it's due, just to let you guys know. So that's what I'm doing. I'm actually doing collaborations and stuff like that more with the brand right now. So I'm, I'm trying to get the name out there right now. On a, on a larger scale, you know, I'm trying to, that's actually basically what I'm doing. So I sat back on more of the Instagram posts and stuff like that. So, and this is actually a platform to do that as well. It's to get the vocalized brand and get it out there and see this. And what I'm talking about now is more about the backbone of who I am and why the, what inspires me to come up with a brand and, and build culture and, and stuff like that. Cause that, that trip alone was just itself was just, damn, this is what I'm about. Just finding out new things and, and, and traveling and, and connecting with people and figuring out what's people's stories and stuff like that. Like shit is dope. What else? Oh, Oh, uh, before I go, Allegiant, yo, what's up with you guys, man? You guys are fucking Nazis, man. What's up with you? Man, that shit is crazy. You guys are fucking Nazis, dude. Walking up and down the aisles, like, man, you guys are more like correctional officers than fucking flight attendants. Like, I, I wasn't even doing anything. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you guys, you don't even have Wi-Fi. You can't, you know, sh- chill out. Allegiant, seriously, get your shit together. Uh, I, I guess Allegiant is you guys are a la carte lines, like a alloc- You got to pay for every. I'm like, dude, I'm not giving you no money for no water. Come on, man. I'm thirsty. This is a three and a half hour flight. You can't give me a fucking water. Get your shit together, Allegiant. Your planes are falling apart. But yeah, I'm out. It's your motherfucking boy. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, episode two. Uh, I'm going to be taking, I got another trip coming up in January and I got another trip coming up in January. I'm going to Seattle. I can't wait. I've been wanting to go to Seattle for a minute. Don't ask why. I don't know why, but I've been wanting to go to Seattle and check out the scene out there, man. Just see, see what's popping out there. I've heard a lot about Seattle. So, uh, I can't wait to come back from that trip and tell you guys all about that trip. See inspirational shit that I got down there. Check their culture out. Check their feel of the city. Get to know what's going on over there. I think I might be going down to Victoria too, across the way, across the border. So, I mean, since I'm going to Seattle, if you've been to Seattle, let me know what the fuck I got to see. If you used to live in Seattle, let me know what the fuck I got to see. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you guys about that trip. Oh, shit. Before I go, I can't believe I almost forgot this. I can't believe it. Yo. Shout out, I can't even think of a diner right now. Shout out that diner that I went to in, I think it's just Jamiston, Jamiston, Iowa. It was like right outside Des Moines. Uh, that was the best hospitality I've ever gotten in a diner. Like seriously, food, okay. But the hospitality was like really cool, really down to earth people, you know, <laughs> really cool motherfuckers, man, and and, and 
Yeah, if if I ever if I'm ever back in Des Moines anytime soon, when I mean when I go back, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back out to see y'all. Man, I was actually inspired. I'm coming back. I think I'm gonna check that diner out again, y'all. That you guys are some cool people. Really laid back, great hospitality. Best, like I said, best hospitality I've ever gotten in ever at a eatery, and so, that's so fucking sad to say. And I and I'm living a city of hospitality. Like that's. That's fucking bonkers. We got to step our game up out here, people. This, yo, Denny's, IHOP, yo, Blueberry Hill. Y'all got to learn some shit. You can learn some shit from these people. Check them out. Hey, next episode, I'm going to give you guys that name because they deserve, they deserve some clout because they are, they're really doing their thing. <laughs> Great conversation. You know, it was just, but yeah, I'm out. Do these niggas want peace? Episode three. All I eyes on you me. They try to get a motherfucker. Getting head while I drive. Don't hit a motherfucker. Got three joints rolled. We good. All the tickets sold. We good. Been rapping 10 years and you broke. Can't even buy a house in the hood, motherfucker.